0: Everybody. Welcome back to Dr. Me First, a podcast all about authentic conversations between female physicians. I'm so glad that you're here to join me. You are now part of a community of true speakers, lifesavers, and fierce females who are taking on medicine and life and motherhood and everything in between and saying, We are going to doctor ourselves first in order to make everything better. So way to go. Thank you so much. Today is episode number 46, and I am talking with Dr. Free Hess. The word that she chose was passion. And I think you will definitely feel her passion for being a child safety expert. I like to call her an internet mama watchdog, but... We'll stick with her title for right now. She's an amazing pediatrician who's practicing emergency medicine, and then as her second full-time job, she has taken on getting into all of these live streaming apps and social media locations where our kids are hanging out, because she is so passionate about keeping them safe. So listen to our conversation, get some new knowledge from it, because I definitely did, and then Stick around for her call of action at the end and my kick of encouragement. All right. Well, here we go. This is Dr. Free Hess, and she's going to tell you all a little bit about herself and how absolutely amazing she is. Hey, hi
1: guys, um, my name is Free, I'm Dr. Hess, um, a lot of people are just to throw it out there just because a lot of people bring it up, yes, my first name is Free, F-R-E-E, most people are afraid to say it out loud because they think it's a mistake and they don't want to seem too silly um, saying it, but that is indeed my name, um, I am super, super excited to be doing this podcast, this is so much fun, um, a little bit about me. I'm a pediatrician and I have been practicing in pediatric emergency medicine for the past 10 years. Um, Originally went to school and residency and then stayed on in New York City, specifically in the Bronx. And then about six years ago, moved down here to Florida. Um, so two very different populations, but loving it. Um, I am also a child safety expert, which is what my um, website and all of my current work outside of my regular job is. And most importantly, and most fun, I am a mom to the most amazing eight and a half year old little girl who's named Willow, and um, that is my favorite part of life. That right there. I mean, my husband too, but he's sort of. Ah, Sidekick. Yeah, he's the side gig. My daughter's the real gig, (laughs) yes.
0: (laughs) Love it. Well, that's so amazing. With Peds ER, um, do you work in a Peds-specific hospital then, down there in Florida?
1: Yeah, so here in Florida, I actually, um, I have about an hour commute to where I work. So I work in a more rural area right now um, in Ocala, Florida. And, which is very different than where I was previously, which was in the Bronx. I mean, complete opposite ends of the spectrum. So I drive an hour out. It is the only, it's not a pediatric hospital, it's a community hospital, but it is the only dedicated pediatric ER within an hour drive in any direction, which makes for a really interesting um, patient population and just acuity level and, yeah, watershed
0: in, yeah. Yeah,
1: and just zebras out the wazoo, and like, it can get pretty crazy, but interesting.
0: Well, I just wondered, because I know that there's been a huge shift in uh, pediatric medicine with, you know, peds hospitals closing and, and mm-hmm. that sort of thing, so that's why I asked. I was just totally just me being a nerd and wanting to know more. <laughs> We're all nerd at,
1: nerds at heart. It's all good.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm total, I'm a total geek nerd. I know that I am. I love it, too. <laughs> we all do. We all do. Okay, getting into your word today, your word is passion. And actually, we, like, started talking about it before the recording, and you were like, wait, 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 maybe we need to get on this. And you're totally <laughs> right about it. So tell me why you picked the word passion.
1: Um, For lots of reasons, because I think I've come to a part of my life or a point in my life where um, following my passion has become much more important than it was before um, and I mean that in all aspects of life not only work but family just life for me in general I think um, it's very easy especially in medicine to get really caught up in accomplishing what you set out to do and because you have to you know you have to choose what you're going to do so far in advance right? I mean, you're going to medical school, you have to choose your residency before you really even experience anything. Then you got to choose your job before you really even know or fellowship or whatever. And so you get caught up in that whole thing. And now I feel like I'm 10 years out of residency. And I, I, I've finally started to say, Hey, wait a minute, like maybe I need to take a step back and start following my passion in all aspects, both work, life, family, all of that. And so that has for sure been my focus recently.
0: Yeah, I think that's so true for many of us because we've just barreled through and say, okay, it'll get better. It'll get better. I'll try to live a hobby and and be Mm -hmm. passionate in one area of my life. But I can definitely, and I think a lot of our listeners can resonate with wanting to have that stream of passion and joy through all things that we do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think in the beginning, when we're just starting out, it's hard because so much of you goes into... Um, That goal of getting that residency position, getting that fellowship position, then getting that first attending position or, you know, we're so focused on that, that a lot of our other passions just kind of fall by the wayside. And then all of a sudden, we're really in the trenches and we need that, that outlet and that passion and we don't have it anymore because it's been ignored for so long. Um, and I think a lot of us start to find ourselves in that position. And then we're like, Oh, we need to start scooping up all this stuff and reevaluate everything. And um, that's where I am. So
0: I do a huge amount of work with physician moms who come to me and they say, I don't even know who I am anymore. And I yeah. think you totally hit the nail on the head with that. Like, so much of it is going back to what are you passionate about? What do you do mm-hmm. that just lights your fire and you could do all freaking day?
1: Yeah, yeah, and and that's, that's really where I'm at. And it's, I'm so far and so deep into that right now that now I'm starting to like fight off which passion is more important, you know, like, so now I have a whole new issue on me, but. Well, tell
0: us about that. Tell us about your, your new passion that you're doing with the safety.
1: Yeah. So, um, I obviously love kids, which is why I do peds, um, and I definitely like more acute care stuff, which is why I, I've only been doing pediatric emergency medicine. medicine. Um, and I just, you know, like just meeting all the kids in the ER that I see, like I'm at a point where I want to prevent them from coming to me as opposed to treating them when they do get to me. and when I'm now that like my daughter's eight years old and she's starting to get into different types of things. And I put that together with what I'm seeing in the ER. I just want so badly to fix things for our kids. Like that's my passion right now, especially, I mean, safety in general, definitely injuries and all of that. Um, just because I love it and I'm, I'm a adrenaline junkie and I like immediate gratification. And so being able to fix injuries and all that is a big, is a big thing for me. But now that like social media and the internet, and all of that stuff is starting to come up and my daughter's growing up in it and I'm seeing the, the issues that my patients are having that are actually bringing them to the ER, that's just where I've been diving in with my passion. I just I get so um, caught up in it in mostly a good way, sometimes honestly a bad way because it, it's enough to get you really angry, but sometimes that anger, anger in itself is, is passion and sometimes that can get things to change. But so that's what I'm doing. I have a website and um, I'm working with lots of different people on child safety stuff and working a lot specifically with kids and teaching them and empowering them and getting them to understand something that even we as parents, parents who are parents now don't really understand because we didn't grow up with it. You know, like things are very, very different. So we're we're kind of the, we're out of the loop and they're growing up with something that we've never even thought about, never mind. grew up with it. So that's kind of what I'm dealing with now and what my passion is now.
0: Tell me more about this, the issues with being out of the loop. What are kids experiencing that parents aren't even realizing?
1: Um, so they, oh Lord, so much, so much. There's so much. I mean, so their lives right now are literally all about social media and the internet and, um, Just the things that they're experiencing on there as a result. It's not their intention. Their intention is to have their social lives now on social media, whereas our social lives were in person and all of that. And so that's their intention, but what they're not understanding and what a lot of parents have no idea about is the dangers that come along with that. And you know, like as parents, we used to worry about you know, taking our kids or sending our kids along with a couple of friends to the park and maybe that creeper who's standing behind a tree who might try and and kidnap them. That's who we were thinking about at the time. But now we have a virtual playground for pedophiles and groomers and all of that, where their only job is to sit there all day and try and pull your kid in. And kids, you know, they're, they're stupid. But they're stupid by design because their brains aren't aren't mature yet. And that's how they're supposed to be. And it's just, it's like the perfect storm. Just social media and the internet is the perfect storm for teenagers who don't have developed brains and preteens even and younger. And then all of these um, pedophiles and groomers and all of this stuff who know their target and now they have this anonymous playground to do their thing. It's just terrifying. And I don't want my daughter to grow up in it. And I don't want other kids to be growing up in it. And so I feel like it's almost my duty to to sort of educate everybody and to fix it and to scream about it until somebody listens.
0: I'm so proud of you for being that badass, like whistleblower being like, hey, hey, get back away from our kids. I do.
1: You you have to see me i get on some of these apps because i so i use all these apps as a kid i register as a kid and i use them the way that a kid would so that i know what their experience is um and i even though i technically like try to just observe i can't always just observe because there's too much going on like when when a creeper starts to Like ask them to lift their shirt or really simple things like says, oh, you're such a great dancer. Do you do gymnastics too? Let me see you do a handstand so that their shirt will come up. I can't not jump in and I'm like, don't do what they're saying. This is why they're saying it. You're a pervert. Get off. I report them. I do all of this stuff. And I'm just like you, I I want to use some words that probably aren't okay for a podcast.
0: Okay. This is explicit, just, so you can say what you want, girl. <laughs> I want to reach through the computer and just literally
1: scoop their eyeballs out with a spork. That's what I want to do. And I also, like, it just, it, it, I just want to make it go away, and I can't, but I'm trying.
0: Yeah. So which apps are you um, doing this kind of watchdog work on? I know you mentioned before we got started the Live Me, which I didn't have any idea what that app was, and I'm so glad you explained it to me, but maybe tell our listeners a little bit um, where our kids are hanging out and where you're hanging out.
1: Yeah, so um, I mean, the problem too, and and this is part of why I feel like I need to do what I, I, I do, because there's so many different apps and, there's, and they're literally changing on a daily basis. And I'm spending full time, I mean, I, I still work at my regular job, but literally the hours that I'm spending doing this is full time. And even I have trouble keeping up. So there's no way that any parent who isn't doing this full time is able to keep up with it. And so that's why I feel like I need to do it. So even at full time, I'm having trouble keeping up, but to kind of pare it down, the live streaming, streaming apps are by far the worst like Live Me, um, TikTok, um, which used to be uh, Musical.ly, they changed names, which made a lot of people think it was a different app. Um, those definitely Snapchat as well. Snapchat is, Snapchat is a huge one that kids use that um, they kind of argue with their parents that they have to use, so all their friends are using it. And I, you know, all of our chats go on there, so I'll never know what my friends are doing. And that's a big one because everything disappears. Um, but those are, I'm on all of them. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm literally on like Fortnite and I'm on Roblox and live me and Snapchat and Yik Yak and whisper and you name it. And I'm on it, but by far the live streaming apps are the worst. And these are ones where kids are just turning it on and literally doing their own thing in their bedroom or in their kitchen, wherever they happen to be. And essentially it's a, it's a voyeur's dream right? They're just sitting there and they're getting to watch this kid in their bedroom and the kids, you know, they think they're getting famous because the numbers of followers start to go up, right? They're like, oh my gosh, all these people are watching. And then so they start to dance or whatever. You can also give gifts on these apps. Um, And some of the gifts like on live me, certain of those can actually, certain gifts that are sent by people, are actually paid for by the people who are sending them and then the the girls on the other end can trade them in for money like actual money and so you know oh maybe i lift my shirt one time and i get this amount of money but that'll be the only time somebody snaps a picture of that and then starts posting it everywhere and then starts saying to this girl hey you know Um, if you don't give me some more pictures or do another video for me, I'm going to put these all over your parents' Facebook page and whatever, because these kids aren't paying attention and they're allowing their location to be seen and, and their friends list to be seen. So they know that this is possible and then they give more. And that's what's called sextortion, which is what a lot of parents also don't know about, which is happening to our kids in huge numbers. And so I go in there and I try and educate and recently like I put a post up about how I felt like I had made a win because I got one particular girl to at the very least change her name on live me from softball something or other to or one was her real name and then there was another girl softball something or other and I got them both to change their names because they just didn't think like they're like oh how did you know I love softball they're saying to these guys that are like oh I play softball too maybe we should be friends. Or, hey, I know your name. And they have no idea. Like, how do you know my name? Well, because it's your actual name on your profile. And so I go in there and I, you know, one at a time, try to fix it. But Lord, it's like digging yourself out of a, I don't even know why. (laughs)
0: Girl, you are doing so much good work, and I know that it is heavy on your soul, but I think this is such great information to any moms that are listening right now, because mine are just on the cusp, like they're asking for cell phones, they're asking for mm-hmm. Internet access on their Nintendo. You know that?: How sort old of- are they?: My oldest is seven. So okay. we're like, we're like right there. Like one yeah, my, my
1: daughter's eight and she's asking too, but she knows better.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I'm so glad to have a colleague who I can be like, what is this shit? I know I went to your <laughs> website and I like learn so much about, because you're right. We don't have time to get on there and know mm-hmm. like what each of these apps are or, you know, that sort of thing. I do a talk at the local high school where I talk about sexting and I'm like, yeah, you can't get an STD for sexting, but you can still get the same guilt, shame, and a lot of other things that come along with sexual activity because they're right. They're not thinking they're they're Snapchat. They're like, oh, it goes away. It never goes away. Never goes away. Yeah. Well, and they
1: don't even like, for example, on live me. So I was talking to a girl actually just last night, I was talking to a girl and I was saying, do not do what they're asking you to do. You know that they can record anything that you do and then post it anywhere. And that she was literally saying, because it's a live streaming, so she can answer me, even though my part is texted in the, in the whole thing. And she's like, oh, they can record me? She doesn't even know that there's actually, Live Me has incorporated a button, a button on there that you, you just click and it says record. So it's not even something that you have to know a way around or that you have to hack it or anything like that. It's literally built in the app. Anybody can videotape anybody yeah. and they have no idea. Like these kids are going on there and they have no idea that people are doing this. And then, you know, they get them to do something explicit and then they post it onto child
0: porn sites. Yeah. It's horrible. It makes me think of the movie, The Truman Show. <laughs> I yeah. know that's like several decades old, old now. No, no. It's but not, I mean, it's listen. so true. It, that's, that is where we, were, we are getting at. Yeah. So as far as like me coming to you as a mom, being like, okay, like what's the best way to one, protect my child and mm-hmm. educate them and help them navigate this world? Do you have any like quick tips on that? Yeah.
1: So first and foremost, honestly, is to talk to them. So one of the things I put on all of my posts is start the conversation. And I know that sounds very corny. And I know it's said all the time, talk about it, talk about it but it can make all of the difference. Like One, you have to accept that this is your kid's life. They're growing up in the digital era. There's nothing that we can do about it. And we can't just completely deny them access because then you're the old mom who knows nothing and they're not gonna listen to you anyway, right? But if you at least learn a little bit about all of the apps and what they do which is why I'm trying to teach parents this you can sit down and have at least a remotely intelligent conversation about it with the kid and I say intelligent conversation because the kid is the one that actually has all the intelligence about this stuff and not us so as long as you learn a little bit about it you can sit down and just be genuine about it and be like look no I know you want to use these apps all of your friends are using it but just know, you know, this is how your brain's working right now. I made stupid mistakes too, only my mistakes weren't on the internet, they weren't videotaped. And so you are living in a different place now, and we need to work with that. And I think when you come down to like, and, and that's how I actually talk to my kids, even in the ER. I can get most kids to admit things that they normally wouldn't admit in the ER because I come down to, the, to their level and I say, look, I know this sucks or I know, you know, you're trying to be cool by getting high with your friends or whatever it might be. I get it, I, I get it, but this is the danger in it. And then if you talk like that frequently about them, about it with them, they're more likely, I think, to recognize the dangers. They're still gonna make stupid mistakes, no doubt. But if you talk to them about it, show them examples, like literally sit with them. Like some of the stuff that I post either on my website or on my Facebook page, Facebook page has a little bit more of like specific examples. Sit down with them and say, look what this this person is doing on there. Look what these guys are asking them to do. Look what she's doing. They can then post it onto a child porn site and all this stuff. Or talk to them, sit with them and say, Show them a news story about a teen who um, was sexting back and forth with their, with a friend or a schoolmate or whatever and how now they have charges against them. And now, you know, they may be put on the sex um, offender registry. Like, talk to them about this stuff. Because honestly, most kids are doing it not knowing the risks, right? They're, they just, they, their brain doesn't work enough, like work in a way that they care to try to understand the risks. And so you say, these are the things that are being put out in front of you. You're going to have to deal with it. I know that you're going to screw some of it up, but at least know that they're making the decision with some information, kind of backing them up on it. And then the other thing, my famous thing to tell people is I want to inform you enough so that you can never ever come back to me and say, I didn't know that could happen. If you make that decision, I'm going to be damn sure you're making that decision knowing the consequences so that when you come back and say, I did this, I'm going to say, I told you so. You cannot say that you didn't know. But most kids can say they didn't know because nobody's telling them.
0: Right. So, for parents who want to check out your uh, Facebook group, what is that?
1: So, the Facebook page is PD Mom, P E D I M O M. And then the website is PDMom.com, same spelling. And I'm also on Instagram and Twitter and, and all the above, trying to be on everywhere where the kids are on.
0: <laughs> well, perfect. Um, we will put that all in the show notes, too, yeah. so then go
1: ahead. Just so, for, for the people who are listening to something that would be awesome if they were willing to help with, so I don't expect to be the teacher of all of this. Um, my biggest teachers are the parents and kids who have gone through certain situations. Um, and that's why on my website, I have a, I have a professional speak section, which is where myself and all other physicians and maybe people from Microsoft or Department of Justice write. But then I also have a parent speak section and a kids speak section. And those sections are stories that are coming directly from the parents or the kids themselves, because honestly, there's nobody we can learn more from than from the parents and the kids themselves that are going through it. And those two sections, they are able to either post their name if they choose to, but they can also remain anonymous. And I've learned, I mean, I can't even tell you how much. I mean, one kid wrote a story at one point and ended up introducing me to a a way that kids get onto the dark web that I had never heard of with all my research. I had never heard of it and this one girl just wrote this one story with it in there and now I know all about it. Otherwise, I don't even know if I would have come across it in my research. So that's where I think parents are gonna learn from each other and my other tagline is it takes a village and um, I really think that that's true and if I don't have people within that village to help me, then I'm never gonna be able to do what I'm doing because I can't do it alone.
0: Absolutely. Sounds like a great call to action that if anybody has an experience or a story that they want to share or their child wants to share, you have a beautiful platform for that so that they can help other people. Yeah,
1: exactly. And, and there's been some amazing contributions from kids. I mean, I have one teen girl who wrote a story about her own sexual abuse and she made it very clear in the story that the reason she was doing it was because she for a very long time felt like she couldn't tell and she wanted other teenagers to know that they could. I have a bunch of stories from kids about bullying and, and what, from their point of view of being the one who is bullied, what they would have found helpful. And sometimes there were certain things that came up that I wouldn't even have thought to tell people would, or, or to tell my daughter, for example, if she was to see somebody being bullied, I wouldn't even have thought to tell her some of these things that that person would think was helpful. And so that's where I think we're all learning the most is from, from the people experiencing it.
0: Well, Dr. Hess, thank you so much. This is so informational and as scary as it is, I'm so uplifted to know that I have a colleague fighting the good fight and helping all the rest of us out as we are trying to raise our children in this digital age. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you. This was super fun. And I promise I'm not always like doom and gloom about bad stuff. I do have really, really fun and awesome stuff too. I swear.
0: (laughs) I know you do, and, and it, I love that your passion. It does come through for this, and I know that you are still working clinically and doing this as another like second full time job. And I just applaud you for that because I know that it's difficult, and I know that this community of podcast listeners we are sending you virtual hugs right now. Thank you so awesome. much. Thank you. It was so much fun. Thanks, everybody. Free and I did this conversation just around the turn of the year in January 2019 and a few short weeks later she had a huge explosion on her website and made national news. I don't know if you've seen the story or not but she uncovered in the middle of some YouTube videos adults teaching children how to successfully complete suicide actually showing sideways on the wrist is for attention, down the middle is for the real deal. And since that time, her child safety advocacy has really exploded. But along with that, she has also had a huge amount of trolls on her social media, on her Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. She has been exposed to death threats and violence against her daughter. And so I wanted to take this time of encouragement and this kick of encouragement. I want you to either email free or post on one of her social media websites what her work means to you. Because I know that she knows her passion and the importance of this, but I also know that there's been a huge amount of scrutiny from some people in this world who I deem as just outright evil so if you would for me for today's kick of encouragement please reach out to Dr. Free find her online send her a message of encouragement tell her about how this podcast has helped improve your life and your family and I will be forever grateful for that so thank you so much guys for tuning in today and remember your life your calling your pulse matters bye